A happy new year, 2022. Wow. Yes, it is a new year, and it's not exactly the way that we projected that we would be having the first Sunday service of the new year of 2022, but at this point, we just had to learn the phrase, it is what it is, right? I mean, what else are we going to do? We got to the point where, you know, when you're dealing with ever since 2019, when, you're, when we went into 2020, and then we had to find out about homeschooling, and then we had to find out about um, working from home, Zoom. We didn't even know what Zoom was before COVID. I didn't know how to use Zoom. I didn't know how to do a lot of things. We had to meet virtually, and then... I don't know. We thought, okay, light at the end of the tunnel, the kids go back to school, right? We were like, yay! Things started to kind of feel almost normal again a couple of months ago. And then here we are. Here we are. But you know what? We're in this together. We, need, we may not be in person face-to-face, -face, but we're still in this together. And you know, this, this year, when, when I was praying, or last year, actually, when I was praying about messages and things, um, the Lord spoke to me about stop, drop, and roll. Remember, like, when we were in elementary school, and we, we'd bring home that firefighters week packet, and you had to color, you had to draw your, the landscape of your house, and where's the fire exit, and you had to, like, write down your, what is... Um, dangerous and what is good things like that well I remember just doing that with my granddaughter not too long ago and I was like hey one day this is going to be an awesome message because in an emergency situation when your clothes catches on fire they tell you to what stop because if you're running around like a mad person you're going to like it's not going to do anything it's going to make the fire spread more or you're going to let other things on fire right so you stop then you drop and then you roll. You roll to put out the flames on your clothes. And so I was thinking about this because you need to stop so you don't further injure yourself more, right? And then you need to roll to put it out. And I thought, well, today this is going to be our focus. And when I thought about this message months ago, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to talk about this one day. And so when this all came about and we we're going to say, okay, we're only doing in-person services again, I thought, well, here we go, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful word of stop, drop, and roll because I feel like we're kind of like in a spiritual emergency right now. You know, maybe you're in a spiritual emergency. Maybe you're going through something right now. So this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to focus about stop, drop, and roll. And that's our first point. Our first point is stop. If you're in a crisis, if you're in a spiritual emergency, something not going right, stop. What you're doing or have been doing, stop. Be still. Be still. No matter what the reason, no matter if it was self-inflicted, no matter if you're totally innocent, but this is now happening in your life, stop and be still before you further injure yourself or others, before you make a bad decision that makes it worse. You know, when the Israelites were being chased by the Egyptians, they started to lose faith. I mean, imagine 
walking on foot with all your belongings, with all your children. Behind you, there's soldiers with chariots, horses looking to hunt you down. That's what the Israelites were going through, right, when they left Egypt. In fact, in Exodus 14, 13 through 14, it says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Can you write that somewhere, you know, on a post-it and stick it on your computer or near wherever, on your place where you go to sleep, you know, just near your lamp or something? Be still. Be still in the Lord. You know, Moses lifted his hand over the sea and God caused a great wind. Parted the sea so that the, the people could cross and escape. God wants our obedience. He has the way. He, has, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what to do. He has the power to do it. He's the only one that has the full plan, that has the full power. But he wants our obedience. And he also wants us to trust in him. So we need to stop. In our stresses, our situations, we sometimes make emotional or rational decisions, right? You know the saying like, um, out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, I think there's a, a Greek tale that coincides with that. It talks about a hare, which is like a rabbit, a hare running from a dog, jumps into the water, gets eaten by a shark. You know, there's a, a, a Greek fable or tale of that as an example of how we can, we can sometimes make things worse when we're just like, what do I do? What do I do? Ah! And then we, we freak out. We panic. We don't even stop and consult the Lord. We don't even pause. We just react. And that's the story of my life. I used to, I'm like the worst over, not only a reactor, but an overreactor on top of that. And so I had to really ask the Lord, like, help me, Lord. Help me to be still at times so I just don't wig out and do more damage, which is what I've done over and over in my life. So be still, stop. I mean, what if the Israelites had freaked out, saw the soldiers and were just like, ah, and just started jumping in the water, they cannot swim. Or they said, you know what, we're going to surrender. I don't know what to do, we're going to surrender. And they started running towards the soldiers. Soldiers were not there to save them, right? The soldiers were seeking them out. I don't think they would have said, you surrender. Okay, jump on my chariot, I'll take you back to Egypt. No worries. It would have been disaster. They would have been scattered. They would have been run over. They would have been, it would have been worse. And so they just had to be still. When we are facing an ocean or an enemy behind us coming to devour us, we need to stop and be still, which is so hard for some of us to do, right? It is. In Psalms 37, 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. It doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter like you're like, well, how come I got to be still and I got to stop, but other people, they're just doing whatever they want. It doesn't matter. They won't feel bad. As believers, though, as believers, 
we are supposed to know better. We have the relationship with God, so we are supposed to know better. What happens when we get impatient while waiting on the Lord? Most of the times, for myself, I'm just speaking for myself, not good things. <laughs> I'm going to just admit that, not good things. Or just impatient in general. <laughs> so, okay, you guys know that intersection by the Prince Cohill Plaza and the old Walgreens? That intersection? Right before that, there's that, there's that area where there's that road. You could either come out of that Walgreens and go straight into the Prince Cohill Plaza parking lot, right? So if you're trying to get to the light, you know, there's that pause where the light is red. You can either get in the middle to get make sure you get in line next and block the intersection or the nice thing to do the considerate thing to do the right thing to do is to stop so that there's a pathway for people that can still cross even though you're at because you're not going anywhere you're at a red light so me being the loving christian that i am i had in one of those moments where i was being very impatient i wasn't still and so what did I do? I was like, okay, okay. I, in my head, I had all A, B, C, D, all these things that I needed to get done by this time. So I was totally justified. And I was like, okay, the cars are moving. Okay, the cars are moving. Oh, there's a little bit, uh, I probably can make it. And I went across and the car in front of me stopped. So then I stopped in the middle. Yeah, I was that guy, that girl. I was that person blocking now the people that could have gone. How did that make me feel? Not good. I was like, I'm that person. <laughs> I've seen other people do that. And I was like, wow, really? You're going to block the intersection? I was that person because I wasn't patient. So what did I do? I like went and got to get out of the way because I didn't want to be that person. I got out of the way and I ended up taking this massive detour and having to go all the way around railroad, all the way the back road to get to where I wanted, which took me way longer than if I just had been still and waited. So that's a really <laughs> powerful lesson on being still and being patient that I definitely, hopefully learn from. I mean, I'll make mistakes every once in a while still, but I try to learn, I try to learn from those. So anyway, <laughs> our second point after you stop is to drop. Drop to your knees and know that he is Lord. Woo-hoo, right? Sometimes we need to reset. Even as Christians, we forget. We forget who God is and what he can do and how he loves us. We forget. We forget. Why? Because things are not going our way. When we want them to, we get discouraged. So we need to reset. We need to, to drop to our knees because we need to surrender. Dropping to our knees is merely a surrender. A surrender. We're saying, Lord, you are in charge. You are God. So you are in charge. In 1 Peter 5, verse 6, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Humble yourselves. 
being humble is tricky, isn't it? Because we can fake humble, right? Like there's this funny saying that we always joke around here, you know, on staff, because I always make fun of the humble saying. I'm always like, oh yeah, I'm humble. I'm so humble. I'm the humblest person I know, you know? And in that sentence, of course, the joke is, that's not humble. You're just saying you're humble. It's like, okay, what's the difference with being humble and faking humble? Okay, so cooking a good dish. Like I have this awesome meatloaf recipe that I make and people are like, oh my gosh, Kat, your meatloaf is like really juicy. It's so good. My fake humility, fake humbleness would be, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing special. It's just meatloaf. That's fake humility because I know it's good. My real humble is saying, oh yeah, I, I got the recipe from my friend's mom, Helen. She's like an awesome cook. And I asked her for the recipe because I liked it. Because that's acknowledging that, oh yeah, it's good. But I got, it, I got help. I got it from somebody else, the recipe. I didn't just, woo, magically make it myself and whip it up myself. So that's, that's kind of like a difference. Dropping to our knees and being humble is our way of saying, Lord, you got the recipe to life. You make it. You make it good. I need you. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in asking him for help. He's God. Right? He's God. We're going to feel shame to ask God, the almighty, all-powerful, for help? How can we be ashamed? You know how, you're, you, know how you know you're truly humble? Is if you ask for help. Because you don't know it all. And you're acknowledging you don't know it all. Ever was, was prideful about something? And somebody said, oh, you need help. No, no need. No need. Just earlier, with our sound guy, I know he's humble because something was happening. And I said, you want me to call? And at first, you know, he tried to figure it out. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then figured it out. When you're not humble, you're like, the no need. You know when a sentence starts out with, no need, right away. That's something going on, right? No need, no, no need, ask for directions. No, no need, um, no, I don't need, I can carry this heavy thing by myself. No, no need crutches, even though my foot injured. Ooh, I heard that one. No need, no need. You know, some of, the, some of that. So you know that, Unless a sentence starts out with, you know what, let me check. Or, you may be right. Let me see, let me see. But if right away it's no need, no need. Maybe need. <laughs> right? Maybe need. And we can try taking on the burdens of the world. You know, especially if you're a parent. Especially if you're a mom. You try doing everything. I got this. I can work. I can come home. I can do this. I can help the kids with the homework. I can cook. I can do the dishes. I can make sure everything's ready. Oh, and the laundry going up. Oh, oh, there it is. I'm done now. See, I did everything. That's what we do. And then we get what? Resentful or angry. Like, what? You guys not helping. I'm doing everything around here. And it's because we get angry because why? Because we're burdened. 
because we took everything on ourselves, so now we're burdened. In Matthew 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The Lord wants us to come to him. He wants to help us. And if we need to literally drop to our knees, as I've done numerous times, then so be it. If that's what it takes for you to like really reset and because so, for some of us we're visual people like we actually have to drop to our knees. I've had those conversations with the Lord where I dropped to my knees and I was like, Lord, I need you. I need you because I, I am like at my wit's end. I've done this, I've done this and I'm making it worse. I need you. Dropping to the clothes, dropping to the ground when your clothes are on fire prepares you for what's about to happen next, which is to roll. So our third point is we roll, but we roll with the Lord. Stop, drop, and we roll. Now we roll with the Lord. But even while we're rolling, you're rolling with a purpose. You're not just ah, rolling around, right? <laughs> when your clothes are on fire, you're not just like, if it's on fire here, you're not just ah. You're rolling with purpose to put it out. So we're still rolling with a purpose, acknowledging that, that God is in charge and now we need to roll with what he says. If we drop to our knees and we ask and he shows us a way, we have to go. And we have to go in faith and do what the Lord has asked us to do. Change whatever it is we have to change. Stop doing whatever it is that he's saying or putting on our hearts, this is not the way you, you're following the world. You're listening to opinions of people who are, are lost. You're reacting out of emotion. You're not listening to what the Bible says. Our way is not good because we are not perfect. Only God is. You know, we may know the way that God wants us to go, but isn't it true that we sometimes look at other things for direction? Right? The Lord is saying, do this, but yet we go on other things. So this one time, we went to Mililii for camping. For those of you who know Mililii, you come to the, this tip, and the town, I swear, it's like this hill, and then there's this ro road that goes down, and then there's like a whole community down there. And then there's the ocean. So I needed to get to the ocean. So I knew where I needed to go. But I had my GPS on, right? The GPS that tells you, in a quarter mile, turn left. You know, well, I put mine on a, that accent just because it's fun to me. So anyway, and it's so pretty, the accent. But anyway, so the GPS, I can clearly see the ocean. I see a road going straight down. But the GPS told me to turn right. So, we turned right. <laughs> we ended up going this way, and then in a quarter mile, make a U-turn. It's like, what? And you see the arrows, and it's like, what? And so we made a U-turn. In 50 meters, make a right turn. So we ended up going this way, and we, I swear it was that same road that we just were on, and now we're going towards the ocean. In a quarter mile, take a left turn. And I'm like, but 
the ocean is right there. You know, I was like, I turned it off and I said, let's just go, let's just go. And we, we eventually got to the ocean. Would we still have gotten to the ocean if we followed the GPS? Maybe an hour later, <laughs> I don't know, maybe eventually. But I knew the right way to go. But I still was listening to something that seemed really reliable, who has led me to the right places in the past. But it wasn't the way that I knew I was supposed to go. And so when God is telling us to go a certain way, we go, we roll with the Lord, not with what makes sense or not with what even our closest friends sometimes tell us to do. It's not what seemed reliable in the past. What is the Lord guiding you to do? Because that's the way to stay the course, to roll with what he is saying to do. You know, this new year, this new year service, this 2022 service wasn't the way we planned it to be. Being recorded, being without all of you, our family in person, just when things started to feel normal again. You know, we're just starting to feel normal again, almost. The only thing was, you know, less people and masks, and we're still sanitizing and doing all those things, but it started to feel like the heaviness and the worry wasn't there so much, and the, just that, that feeling. And we we're looking forward to, yes, let's start a new year together. But we don't know, do we? If anything that we've learned is that we're not in control, we have no control in what's about to happen. In Proverbs 3, verse 6, it says, In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Not like going to Miloli'i. <laughs> Straight. Now, he won't make it perfect. Because the path that I took to get to the Miloli'i ocean, it still wasn't straight. But he'll make it better. And it was still better than following the GPS, right? Still a couple of curves we got to get through to life. But not as windy as bumpy. And bumpy as if we were to follow other things besides the Lord. Imagine what this past year and the year before that would have been like without the Lord. Imagine if you didn't have God to look to, to pray to, to cry out to, to, to praise, to give you hope. Imagine what these past two years would have been like without God in your life. Imagine how much more upset, frustrating, how much more sad the losses would have been in your lives. Imagine doing life without God's love and kindness in our hearts for each other, for our community, for each other, without the Lord. I'd rather go God's way than my way. My way, but God's way is the way. In John 16, 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That is our hope. That is our, yes, Lord, no matter what is happening, 
no matter what has happened, no matter what is happening, no matter what will happen this year, you have overcome the world, Lord. So we can take heart in knowing that. You know, we have so much to learn from, from children. You know, Jesus always welcomed the children. There's a reason for their, their like, almost like innocence in love and non-worrying about things, you know. Um, in the middle of this whole season, just as I was getting ready or for this message, so my granddaughter, Michaela, she lines up her little figurines on the floor outside of my door. And here's a picture of it. I actually have a picture of it. So she lined up <laughs> her little doll toys in a line. And I'm like, I turn around and I'm like, what are you doing? What is that? And my husband, Brandon, walks in. He goes, what is that? The COVID test line. You know, because <laughs> that's what we've been seeing a lot of. And then she puts up her sign and it said, the next picture, it says, happy birthday. And I was like, okay, what does that have to do with, with the line of people? She says, they're in line to come to our happy birthday party. And I was like, it had nothing to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with the season that we're in. It had nothing to do with testing or getting vaccinated or whatever. It had nothing to do with us. She just wanted people to come to our birthday party. And I love that she's not worrying about the season. She's careful. She's aware of COVID. She knows to wear her mask. She knows to wash her hands. She knows. But she's not just sitting there thinking about it. It's not even affecting her drawing. It's not even affecting her people. They weren't even socially distanced, if you notice that, you know, her people. But she was just still looking forward to a party. So let that be our encouragement, that in the Lord we can have peace. We may have trouble, but take heart, for he has overcome the world. So yes, there are things going on around us. There will be more things to come this year. But the Lord has overcome the world. So when you start, if you start feeling overwhelmed, if you start going through something, we need to stop, right? Be still, drop, surrender it to the Lord and know that he is Lord. And then we need to roll with whatever he says to do and roll with the ways of the Lord because he has overcome the world. Amen? So let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for a new year. Happy New Year, Father. Thank you for continuing to be with us. Thank you for continuing to guide us. Please, Lord, continue to protect our families, ourselves, our households. Please um, let us turn to you always, God. When we start reacting and being afraid or frustrated or worried or whatever it is that may overcome us, Lord, maybe we just stop. Be still. May we be able to drop to our knees if we have to and pray to you 
And then may we be able to hear you and then obey you and roll with what you have set for us, Lord. We look forward to what you are going to do this year in our lives, in our relationship with you, Father. May we grow closer and closer to you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In your precious name we pray and we all say together, amen. Amen. Well, you guys have a wonderful new year. We will have service online again Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. So come back and join us online only. And we as a church will keep you updated from day to day or week to week as we go in this season. Okay, you have a wonderful day. We love you. God bless.